What's up, you guys? Happy Sunday. I hope you're having an amazing start to the motherfucking week. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Brunch with Desby. I'm your host, Des, also known as Desby. And today, the B is for Bunch of Secrets because I am back at it with my favorite type of podcast. Tell me a secret podcast. These are your guys' secrets written in with me telling them, reacting to them. And at the end of the day, you're telling everyone. So really excited for today's episode per usual. It's just a fun way to kind of break up my episodes, have some serious ones, have some not so serious ones, and then have like my my fun ones, right? Like the roaster toast, tell me a secret, um, the celebrity encounters and roasting my followers, stuff like that. So really excited for today. Nothing crazy with housekeeping. Um, I'm so glad that you guys resonated with last week's episode, just kind of hearing your hearing that you're allowed to have the emotions of evolving, right? Hearing that you're allowed to become someone different. That doesn't make you boring. That doesn't make you not cool. Um, we all just go through different life changes and we're going to lose people along the way. Some people are going to stay, some people are going to respect it. And that's like totally cool. And that's, that's okay to do and okay to grow and learn and just to evolve into your best self. And so I'm glad that you guys could resonate with that and just kind of be like, you know, it does. I really needed that message. Um, I've been battling this or whatever it might be. So I hope that you all did your fucking spring cleaning too. I literally went so hard removing and unfollowing so many people that my account was literally suspended for 24 hours from liking any type of post or commenting because they were quote, protecting the community quote. I'm like, this app literally sucks dick. Like there is no way around it. Instagram literally sucks penis now. And, um, so I was like, wow, whatever. But I literally unfollowed hundreds of accounts. Um, I still need to go through my personal account and remove followers. So like some of, some of you guys, well, the people, the, the yous that don't actually care, right? Like the fake accounts, I really need to go back. So Obviously, my personal account, Des Piper, is private. So if you follow that account, I have to approve you to actually follow me. So when I see follower requests come through, I legitimately click on people's profiles and ensure that they're like a real person. I literally read their bio. If they got some weird shit in there, it says Arbon. I'm literally not allowing you to follow me. Um, and then from there, I'm able to kind of like have that control where if you're being a dumb twat on my, my Instagram, then I'm literally removing you as a follower. And then my account's private. So you literally see nothing. Um, my Desby account, which is obviously my, my bigger account is public, right? So I don't have that ability besides if you say something dumb, I can block you, but I don't see who comes and goes. Right. So anyways, um, I was able to do some spring cleaning and I just need to take care of some people on my personal account because someone, two people, Fucking Carolyn Blades in Crystal Church, 9237, some bullshit, had the audacity to tell me that I am a complaining mom and I should have never been one and that my son was ugly. I, you can call me ugly all day because number one, I know I'm not ugly. Sorry, don't give a fuck. I'm confident and I know that I'm not ugly. I'm not saying I'm sexy, not saying I'm insanely beautiful, but I know for a fact you cannot call me ugly. Now, 
call me ugly, but you, you come at my fucking kid, my fucking warrior child, bitch, I will bully you. I don't give a fuck. So I went in and, um, destroyed Carolyn and, and Crystal, but it's fine. So we're good now. But regardless, after that situation, I was like, man, I really need to continue to like monitor who follows me. And if I ever have any negative vibes, just block these fuckers. Cause it's just like not worth it. So to loop that whole story around, I hope that you guys did your spring cleaning. I hope that you unfollowed some people that weren't necessarily uplifting you or even just making you feel your best about yourself, right? Because that's that's what the app is for. We want to have feel-good vibes. And if there's anyone for some reason you're hate following, I mean, or even just not feeling comfortable following because maybe you're comparing yourself or whatever it might be, bitch, unfollow them. Even if it's me, I tell you guys that all the time. If you can't handle following me on social media, but you love to be in my Facebook groups, you love to be in my challenges, or you love to listen to my podcast, it's a totally different kind of uh intake of content. So I totally get it if you don't like my Instagram, right? But you can still support people without liking one side of their content, if that makes sense. Um, it doesn't make them like fake or anything like that. It's just, hey, I don't, I can't follow her Instagram, but I, I still want to support her because I still like her. But right now, maybe her content triggers me or whatever that looks like, right? Anyways, so do your spring cleaning. Um, other than that, this past week has been just kind of Oh, a whirlwind. Um, we're finalizing stuff for the new challenge. Um, six weeks of shreds drop in April 4th, April 3rd, if you're pre-registered. And then also I got my bands in this past week. The butterfly bands have arrived. So I've been packaging those. I actually paid my brother to help me, um, kind of like showed him, you know, how to do a job. And so he helped me with those. And outside of that, just kind of, um, get into the gym again. Um, why it's been helping me with Maddox so I can go to the gym and then like I come back and he goes or like he goes in the morning, vice versa. So now that we're back in the actual gym, we're kind of figuring out our, our vibe there, right? Like how we're going to split it or like who can go when or how we need to balance that with obviously watching Maddox. So anyways, that's kind of all that's new with me. Um, I'd love to know what's new with you guys. So feel free to pop in my email, feel free to comment on my Instagram post, just, you know, Hey, listen to the podcast today. Here's what's new with me. I love to hear what's new with you guys. So make sure that you follow brunch with Desby on Instagram. Follow my personal Des Pfeiffer. And if you're cool, you'll get in. Um, and also rate, review, subscribe, share this podcast with a friend, make them laugh. Um, and I guess without further ado, uh, let's get into the fucking episode. I love it. I love tell me a secret. These are so nice, so passive. And to be honest, I've had just like a really whirlwind day with just like getting shit done where the last thing I wanted to do today was really like formulate thoughts in my head. And so I'm glad that it's time for a tell me a secret because I can just kind of like tell it, right? It's like, I, it's not a lot of mind work for me. So I'm, I'm excited to get kind of get out of a podcast, not going to lie. Um, but I have my hydro drug in front of me. Um, and for those of you who are listening, my hydro drug sleeve bitch comes out April fucking 10th. Mark your goddamn calendars. Um, I will show a little sneak peek 
on the Des the brunch with Desby IG this Sunday. So if you're listening today, make sure that you go check it out. Um, but I'm so proud of my sleeve, by the way, it is hand drawn, hand designed by my graphic designer, Brooke, um, at Siren Script on Instagram. I've been working with her for like two, three years now. And, uh, she just always captures my vision. And so she made, she hand drew this, I believe on like procreate or like something on like an iPad. And so this isn't just your typical like bullshit, design that they copy off of like a Pinterest picture, right? And make into a a sleeve. This is a one of a kind designed with love, designed with like a purpose behind an intention. And it also includes the DBFT logo in on a little emblem on the actual sleeve. So pretty cool to just have it be um, our sleeve. I I didn't want to make it all about me, you know? They're like, do you want to sign it? Do you want to, you know, how you did before? And I'm like, honestly, no, like this, I don't want this to be about me anymore. Like I want this sleeve to represent the community I've built. So this, yeah, sure. You want to call it the Desby sleeve to promote it. But this is like, this is my community sleeve. You know, this is something we can all like match and it has our logo on it. And it's, it's really cool. So anyways, that's a side mark, but I got my hydro drug in front of me with crystal fucking light. Thank God it's not crystal church or else I'd throw this bitch across the yard. Um, but I'm going to take a sip. Mm. <sighs> Lemonade crystal light. <sighs> Got to get this fucking throat lubed the fuck up for these secrets. So let's kick it off. Number one. <sighs> when I was 16, my mom used to let me drive to see my boyfriend at college. My boyfriend was a complete and total loser, but I was in love with him. Anyway, one Saturday, he had this great idea to sell pre-rolled joints, which he rolled himself. What an entrepreneur. I didn't want to carry a backpack or squish the joints in my pocket, so I took the pills out of my hardcover birth control container and stuffed the five joints in there. Actually, so smart. I walked around the campus apartments offering weak boys pre-rolled joints. One boy was not falling for it and literally started yelling that I had weed. The cops and security guards were nearby, so I casually walked away and made it out safe. I didn't even get to keep the money I made from selling three joints. I just made, I just take an extra bong rip that night. I hate 16-year-old me, but she grew up and brought, bought her own weed eventually, so whatever. Sincerely, I don't know why my mom date, let me date him. Isn't that so funny when you look back at people that we dated and you're like, why the fuck did I cry over you? Like, I think of the guy I dated back in like my freshman year of high school and I I really thought he was was the one for fucking God knows what reason. Um, but anyways, it just goes to show moms are always, moms are always right. Next, I let a girl manipulate and gaslight me for years like we were in a relationship. While in college, this all happened. She excluded me from friendships while calling me her BFF and her person. She used my boyfriend, now fiance, as an emotional Sado, Suedo, how do you say that, Suedo, boyfriend while we were long distance. We lived together and she would try and compete with me to have a better life or friends or thrive more. I was so reactive because I didn't like the way she treated me, but I felt like I couldn't get out of the friendship because we shared so many of the same friends. I also took her shit because I felt like I deserved it. I felt like I was worthless because I was 300 pounds and felt undeserving of a true friendship. 
all I knew were toxic friendships. My worth was associated with my weight. I felt like I was a terrible person for being so reactive. So I stayed. She seemed so nice and like she cared. I didn't want to be the person that wasn't friends with her, but I knew she didn't like, I knew I didn't like how she treated me. I told her off after four years of putting up with it in 2018, but then went back for two years, got manipulated into thinking she cared about me, yet she couldn't take full responsibility for her actions. She blamed me for her for being toxic and reactive, which I was, and I did my own part to my own shit and change. She said she couldn't even remember half of what she did to me or other friends due to her own personal life downfalls. Despite that, she stuck up. She stuck me in a best friend box, but was turning into it into relationship behavior. She texts me every day, all day, told me everything down to the last blow job and pinky toe ache, leaned on me like a significant other, took a large space in toll on my mental health. God, that is so real guys. If you're listening to this and you have a friend like that, it is so real to be gaslighted by a friend. But I still had this anger towards her inside, no matter how much I helped her or tried to be vulnerable, I just couldn't get there. We had a conversation we had a conversation after conversation about the past while friends and she couldn't, she wouldn't make true effort to change or do better by any of her friends. I realized she showed me who she was a long time ago and she continued to do stuff to hurt me even in 2020. So I told her everything in September. I called her out on our manipulation and gaslighting, I called her out on her treatment of me and it felt so good at first. Then it got hard. I wanted a conversation with her for months to mend things, but she shut it down. I cried and agonized over this until the beginning of February. Finally got to a place where I don't want a conversation. I don't want to enter the friendship again. I made a good choice for myself in September, even if I had to be mean to get my point across so she understood. Even if I grew in such pain, in a painful way from this, I feel so free for choosing me and realizing I will never be that person, anyone or person that allowed someone to treat me like that again. Sincerely, the woman who will endlessly choose herself. I love this for you because it's a little bit of a different secret than we would have, but it's also beautiful to know that like you're choosing you. And that's the cool thing about these secrets is like it, there's not a, a genre like, Oh, it has to be sex related. Oh, it has to be funny. Some of you are just pouring your heart out here and it's so cool to see different growths from different people. So for you who, who wrote this in and you're choosing yourself, I just want to congratulate you because that can be fucking hard walking away from a friendship when you feel like you don't have any other friends, but Super proud of you. All right, this is another one. So I just had a ba- had my baby and was visiting him in the NICU. Ooh, girl, same. I guess this story really isn't a secret, but it's kind of embarrassing and needs to be said because I've never told anyone about it and I'm still angry about it. All right, y'all, listen the fuck up. I literally go to visit my baby in the NICU and this is the first time I'm seeing him since birth because he had to be rushed off onto the CPAP on 100% oxygen. This fucking NICU nurse starts to tell me to wash my hands as I'm washing my hands and 20 questioning me whether I have COVID. Bitch, they made me test the day of birth because of an emergency C-section. Hell nah, I'm not bringing COVID around my newborn. Mind you, I want to give a quick background review. I had gestational diabetes while pregnant. They said it was a fluke because I have no family connected to diabetes. I never got to hold my son at birth because of being rushed off to the NICU. He had a UVC line giving him dextrose directly through to through a vein in his umbilical cord. So, okay, this is pretty serious. All right, back at it. I didn't know I couldn't hold him because I didn't realize he went from IV glucose to dextrose in his belly. So now she tells me I can't hold my son until his UVC line is out, which was for 10 days. 
Now the tea. She says, I hope you're planning to breastfeed him. He's seriously so precious and deserves it. He's been through a lot and it has more benefits for him than formula. And it is proven to be effective in ensuring that you don't get diabetes later in life. I think it's important. Blah, blah, blah. My fiance had to tell her fed is best and to leave. I was shocked and in tears. I'm like, first off the first two days I was so swollen. I couldn't walk down there to see my son. Second off, instead of telling me what's going on with him or explaining why I can't hold my precious baby boy, who I'm waited, who I've waited to see for the last 37 weeks, you're going to mom shame me into breastfeeding him right off the bat. I'm like, okay, I'm emotional and just went through a traumatic experience coming to the hospital because of decreased fetal movements to now having my sweet boy. And I don't know how to feel. And that is what you choose to say to me. Unbelievable. She was incredibly rude and tried to 20 question why I was gestationally diabetic and what foods I was eating because my son's blood sugars were really low. God, mom shaming is the worst, ladies. Just don't do it. It is not appropriate. Sincerely, Mighty Maddox has been getting this emotional mama through it. Ugh. Mama, I'm thinking of you. I don't know when you wrote this in, but girl, I hope that things are going so much better for you. Um, I can only assume that going through this kind of emotional journey and, and hopefully because you are so far past this, you can listen to this story and me rereading it and go, you know what? I fucking got through that. And mom shaming really is the worst because you know what? If you're not a mom yet, this is no shade to you, but you have no fucking idea what it's like. And if you've never been, if you are a mom and you've never been a NICU mom, so you've never had your son or daughter in the neonatal intensive care unit, you also have no fucking idea how that traumatic experience feels. So no matter what your situation is and how you became a mom, you simply have no way, shape or form in mom shaming or try to step up to be someone to tell a mom what to do. At the end of the day, yes, fed is best. And it doesn't matter how you do choose to feed your baby, what's comfortable for you, how, what makes you feel the best. Um, you are so deserving of that. And no matter what your baby will know, your baby will know that you love them so much, not just because there's a titty in their mouth. Okay. Next. I've never had an orgasm. Oh my God. Multiple sex partners married now and always fake it to make him feel good. Sincerely a bitch that just wants to come. Oh, wow. That's fucking really sad. I'm not going to lie. Um, definitely consider clitoris play. Like if he ain't rubbing the clit, that can be a very easy way for you to get your O. Um, a lot of people can't do, can't really orgasm from internal stimulation, a lot of which comes from external foreplay. So next time you guys are getting after it, you know, do a little fun, like swirly thing with his hands on your clit and see if that works. Um, oh, that's so frustrating. But also don't be afraid to, to like, consult someone that could also help, you know, that, um, it's very common for women not to also be able to get to the finish line. So don't feel like you are wrong. Um, but also be open to, you know, communicating or see someone if that helps you. So I married my high school sweetheart who also happened to be my first everything, but kiss LMAO. That was middle school, similar to letting a dog lick your face. <laughs> anyway, it was my senior year prom and we had been together for over a year at this point. Side note, I'd only been 
to my freshman year homecoming because I couldn't dance and didn't want to one grind or two stand out. (laughs) Well, we went to dinner and then skipped out on prom and went to his family's farm to have sex for the first time. Me, not him. We just started and it wasn't that great because it was in the back of a car and foreplay was basically non-existent. He's better now, LOL. But then I see, oh my God, flashing lights come up on a dirt road and we scramble to get dressed again just as a cop pulls up. He talked to my husband and lectured him about consensual sex sex and statutory rape because I was still in high school and then made him go up to his, to his aunt's house at the front of the property to apologize for making a scene. Turns out his aunt's neighbors called the cops because they thought we were trespassing. Sincerely, I've never done anything sex related in public since. That is so fucking terrifying. That has legitimately happened to me once in high school too. So been there, rocked that. When I was 14, I went to the mall with my then boyfriend and best friend. He bought a condom with, he brought a condom with him and claimed to have stolen like $300 out of his dad's safe. My parents didn't allow us to, to go to each other's houses. So he was set on us having sex at the mall. <laughs> my friend watched for us while we were in bed, bath and beyond where I lost my virginity. I remember we were by some pots and pans. I pulled my pants down and within what seemed like 30 seconds, he finished inside the condom. Afterwards, he gave me $100 and I bought perfume from Victoria's Secret. And that is a story of how I lost my virginity. Sincerely, I swear I'm not a prostitute. You want to talk about Bed Bath & Beyond? I now understand the name. So thank you for clearing that one up, bed, bath, and really going beyond your first time. (laughs) In high school, my best friend and I used to get with best friends and the four of us would drive around to find a parking lot that we, oh my God, that we would both suck their dicks in. One couple in the front seat, one in the back seat, just hanging a blanket between us to make sure we didn't see anything. Sincerely almost caught by the cops one too many times. Oh my God. I, are you guys still best friends? Like I need to know, did you guys find your husbands like sucking dick together? I mean, oh my God, that is so fucking funny. Okay. Oh my God. I need a drink. You guys are fucking crazy for real. Mm. All right. Wow. Wow. Bed Bath & Beyond to then best friends sucking other best friends' dicks. Holy shit. One time I was giving my now ex-boyfriend head in a 69 position and I went down too much and threw up on his dick. Been there. I didn't know what to do, so I grabbed his blanket and wiped, wiped my mouth while I was down there and he said, Ugh, I have hair in my mouth. Let me get it off. To this day, he never knew it was throw up all over his dick and he probably thought it was just a lot of spit, LMFAO. Low-key glad I did that because that stupid motherfucker cheated on me multiple times, got a bitch pregnant after one month of being with her, is now a deadbeat father and has a new girlfriend. Oh, and he had a small dick. Glad I broke up with him last year and not there for that. Oh, did I mention his crazy baby mama asked for a DNA test and this dumb motherfucker swabbed his dog's mouth instead of his? Oh my God. He told his best friend and and now it got around lol three years with that piece of shit got him no longer around for that toxic shit i'm better with 
I'm better than him and will find way better. Written in from a beautiful single, not deadbeat boyfriend, have an ass bitch. Oh my God, that was a loaded one. Because at first I was like, haha, that's funny. I've totally thrown up on someone's dick before too. Hilarious. And then you just, you go in with this, the rest of the story. And that's where it got me. So I'm glad that you're better. You deserve better, 100%. I live in Colorado and was hiking a 14er a few months ago. 14ers are mountains taller than 14,000 feet. Okay, good to know. (laughs) I was on my period and realized halfway through the hike that I was bleeding through a big time. The winds were gusting over 80 miles per hour and the temperature was well below freezing. Holy fuck. But I squatted behind a pile of rocks on the summit, took out my tampon, dropped in a hole in the rock, sorry nature, and shoved my new tampon up my vag. Proudest moment of my life. Sincerely, the tampon queen. Your pussy probably got frostbite, but honestly, that is just, that's electrifying to know that you you made it that far. Um, So good for you. Holy fucker. This one might just take up the rest of the podcast. <laughs> hey, Des, buckle up for a wild story of mine. Praying you actually read this so I didn't type this shit for nothing. Well, baby, it's your lucky fucking day. I'm here and let's get into it. <laughs> Before we get into it, I need to explain some backstory. So my boyfriend at the time and I were dating for four years. His buddy in this story was a good friend of ours during this time. We will refer to him as M. M low-key had a crush on me. Well, maybe it wasn't very low-key. M would touch me all over, flirt, and say things to my boyfriend around about me. Every party the three of us were at led to M saying, I'm going to steal your girl. I'm going to bang your girl one day. Look at your girl's ass, etc. It was all a joke, but deep down those sayings had truth to it. My boyfriend was annoyed by it and sometimes made me feel uncomfortable. Okay, here we go. It was my 21st birthday and a bunch of my friend, my boyfriend's friends and friends went out to the bar and had a good time. We all got really drunk throughout the night and decided it was time to go home eventually. I couldn't even tell you what time it was. Some of us got a cab back to my friend's place. We stayed up for a bit shooting the shit and munching hard. God, I miss that about drunk nights. We then decided to go to bed. My friend goes to her room with her boyfriend. My boyfriend and I go to pull the couch out directly outside her room, and my boyfriend's buddy goes to sleep on the floor beside us. It's my birthday night, so you already know my boyfriend and I are getting freaky. I remember feeling sorry for my my friend because there's no way she couldn't hear us. Mid-sesh, I hear my boyfriend go, Hey, Em, if you really want to fuck my girl, now is your chance. Oh, my God. He did this without even asking me. I remember feeling very weird. I was surprised he was actually down for it and even more surprised that he was going to let it happen without talking to me about it, about how I felt about it. M says that he's down, but takes a while to actually get out of bed. My boyfriend and M were just talking while I was getting fucked. I'm totally not into it anymore at this point. My boyfriend said that if this was M's one chance in a lifetime, my boyfriend and I finish up and then M and my boyfriend go upstairs to fucking make a game plan or something. I hear them go outside to smoke a joint. I laid on the pull-out couch feeling very uneasy and thinking to myself about what was going on. I didn't really want it to happen, but I also like, but I also wasn't like fuck no about it. After me and my boyfriend sesh, 
sesh, I was done. Okay. Definitely not in the mood for round two and absolutely not in the mood for my first threesome. Okay. I tried to fall asleep, but that wasn't happening. I hear the guys come back downstairs. M crawls beside me and my boyfriend goes the other side of me. My boyfriend asked if it was okay with it. And I just said, mm-hmm. At this point, I was like, fuck it. Let's get it over with so I can go to bed. My boyfriend then tells M some rules. My boyfriend said M wasn't allowed to kiss me, but could pretty much do everything else. My boyfriend got hard and then put his dick in my mouth. M started kissing and sucking my titties while fingering me. This lasted what felt like forever. I was so uncomfortable. My boyfriend finally said, dude, are you going to do anything else? Or M said that he couldn't get hard. That was it. That was my threesome. Probably doesn't even count, but it's a fucked story in so many ways. M was too pussy to do anything after talking all this talk and how much he wanted to fuck me. He was worried about my boyfriend being mad and regretting it in the morning, which I think is fair. In the morning, I couldn't even look at M. I felt so awkward. I'm not one to toss around this word or use it at all, really, but I really felt like I had been raped. I was involved in a sexual experience I was not into at all, and I felt like it was forced upon me. I had no say and just wanted to be over. I quickly cleaned up my boyfriend and I's stuff and acted really hungover so we could leave. On the ride home, my boyfriend and I had a discussion about what happened, and to my surprise, he wasn't mad about anything. He was totally cool with it still. I told him my feelings and he really didn't seem to give a fuck. To this day, which is three years later, I cannot talk to M the same. It really scarred me. My boyfriend and I ended up breaking up about a year year later unrelated to this. We were just growing apart and at different spots in our life. I ended things and then found out the day after by one of his friends that he had been cheating on me since the first year we got together. Needless to say, the relationship could have ended so much sooner and the breakup needed to happen. It's for the better. Although he did me dirty, I don't hold a grudge. We are civil. Sincerely, the the girl who's never having a threesome again. That's wild. Okay, so I'm kind of understanding the beginning of the story. So the beginning of the story, this girl is saying her and her boyfriend are getting freaky and they finish up. After that, the boyfriend and M then go outside to now discuss this threesome. So I'm, I'm understanding now that he was not involved in the first sex act. Um, you know, it, it's difficult because I feel like some people try to say, oh, well, you can only be ra- quote unquote raped if this happened. And it's like, oh, well, she said, mm-hmm. It's like, well, the, the thing is, if it's not a yes, it's a fucking no, okay? Especially if you're gonna put a woman in that situation, like, that is so extremely awkward. I guarantee you I would have said yeah too, even if I didn't want it to happen. And in that case, not saying yeah, but just, you know, kind of being like, mm, hmm If it's not a yes, I consent, then it's a fucking no. So I'm so sorry that that happened to you. I hope that you were able to move past it in your other sexual experiences. Um, that is just so terrible. Um, uh, I hope that you're feeling better. <laughs> Okay. Holy shit. This is another big one. Hi, Des. I debated on sending this in, but what do I have to lose since it's anonymous? A few years ago, I was with a guy who I thought I'd be with for the rest of my life. He was a year younger than me, but honestly, he acted like he was 12. (laughs) I lived with him and his dad during the time we dated because I didn't have that great of relationship with my family. We also worked together. And at one point I was his manager. So it was really complicated to say the least. When I tell you this guy was hot, He was insanely hot. And I don't know if you know Ben from Tasia's season of The Bachelor, but hotter than hot. Everything was going good until I noticed some serious red flags. He would call me names and bash me, and I always felt like my appearance wasn't good enough for him. One night, I decided to be a little bitch and go through his phone. Not only did I find him messaging a girl he used to go to high school with, asking for feet pictures, 
So yeah, I found out that he had a foot fetish and not because he was open about it. I found something called the Photo Vault app on his phone. You may ask why the Photo app Photo Vault app exists and to be honest, there's only one answer I can give and that is for cheating little assholes like my ex-boyfriend. Ladies, go check your fucking man's phone. When I opened up the app, it wanted me to put in a passcode, so I tried everything under the sun and nothing worked. I finally thought, what would a smoking hot guy with no brain make his password? So I tried my birthday and it worked. I was in shock. I was shocked that he used my birthday as his passcode to a photo vault app that had hundreds and thousands, not hundreds, but thousands of feet pictures and dirty pictures of me and other women he's been with or have sent him nudes. I was mortified, but being a little bitch, I was back then. I forgave him and it was easier that way because I lived, we lived with each other. He was the type of guy that was so charming. You'd forget all the bad things he does until he did it again. One day I got home from work a few hours early and I was so exhausted. I thought I'd take a shower. So I went to the bathroom to start a shower and heard a loud bang like the door slamming. I run downstairs and there's a girl sitting on the porch crying her eyes out. My boyfriend nowhere to be found. I open the door and ask her what she's doing on my porch. And she said, we just had sex and I thought you should know. I'm so sorry. I didn't know he had a girlfriend to which I said, where did he go? And she said, I'm not sure. He just started walking down the street. I asked her if she had a ride home or if she needed anything at first, but no, she then, but no, then realized my boyfriend picked her up. So I offered to drive her home. I know I was being way too nice, but this girl was distraught and bawling her eyes out. As we were driving there, there was some awkward silence, but then I asked her her name and asked her if she liked coffee. She even told me her name and how she knew my boyfriend. They met on Tinder. She told me she had never been on Tinder before, and it was the first guy she matched with. She never hooked up with anybody, and she regretted it instantly, and then realized I was home early. He tried to make her leave at the out the back door and walk home. I told her that it wasn't her fault, and to be honest, with either of us, I offered to give get her a coffee. Ever since that day, she has become my best friend. And we seriously, we seriously tell that crazy story about how we met. Before I went back to my boyfriend's house, I met up with a guy that I met at the gym and we fucked in his car. It was the best sex I ever had and I wouldn't take it back. Once we were done, I went back and dumped my ex. He tried to apologize and beg for me back, but I don't deal with small dick energy. I need someone who has big dick energy and clearly he wasn't it. I wouldn't change anything for the world and blessed in the worst way possible. Fast forward today, my best friend is currently pregnant and married and I have a four month old baby girl and I'm engaged. So we both dodged a bullet and we both found big dick energy. <laughs> Sincerely, the girl who got cheated on, but made a best friend for life. Honestly, that is like a beautiful story. And I just, I don't even know how to like explain the energy that I felt from that, but that was the craziest, coolest story ever. So I, I'm glad that you tell that story and are proud of that because I would be too. Small backstory to start this off. I was a prude ass hoe with my boyfriend, pretty much the entirety of college. Maybe leave this part out, but (laughs) go Broncos. Senior year comes around and I'm single as a fucking Pringle and ready to go wild. I decided it was a great idea to involve myself with not one, but three um, athletes at one time. Not literally at at once, but you get it. I caught medium-sized feels for one, but was moving out of state a few months later and tried to make a thing out of it and just have fun in the moment, right? Because YOLO. We were actively hiking up, but he was a dickhead and pissed me off. So spiteful me decided YOLO, let's 
home up with another teammate tonight. Sweetest guy in the world, so apologies. The third guy I just randomly hung out with and made out with no humping included. Had a good time, ended it all, graduated, moved out of state, forgot about it. Fast forward, I go to the doctor for doctor for an annual all as well. A few days later, I'm at work and get a call from the doc and boom, your bitch has chlamydia. What the fuck else was I expecting? I'm a hoe. Anyhow, I, any, any hoe? <laughs> Anywho, I call my mom, bawling my eyes out and tell her the whole story of my slutty escapades thinking she's going to be disappointed. Complete opposite. She laughed and told me chlamydia is like strep throat, LMFAO. Now everyone has a phase and mine's passed now, so let's figure this out. Okay, mom. Still being completely mortified, I didn't know what to do. So her idea was to text both dudes from, we'll text dudes from one of those STD alert numbers saying someone you've recently been with has tested positive for X. So go get your shit fixed too. Sent the text, got myself some antibiotics. I'm not told a single fucking soul to this day. Word from the wise, learn from my mistake, use protection and tell Desby all your secrets. Sincerely, who knows, man. That's some wild shit because I actually had a friend who had gonorrhea I think not chlamydia I'm not sure though um it was one of those but same thing it's like it's not that she was like well other than your story it's not like that my like this person I knew was super dirty it just like you just got it you know and and yeah you take antibiotics and you get over it so not saying like oh yeah just have unprotected sex if you get chlamydia who cares not in not in that like way at all but it's good to know at least hey um it's not for life. Right. But what a good wake up call to be safe with any sexual partner. So please not just use a condom because you want to prevent pregnancy, right? A lot of people use the pill for that. But if you're honestly with someone who could be cheating, you're with someone just like a one nighter, you're just kind of randomly hooking up with someone not committed, please use a condom to protect yourself from sexually transmitted diseases. My man and I were both managers at the same gym and one day he was cleaning the tanning beds and I followed him into one to give him a blow job. We both walked back out, put our masks on and continued working. I'm fucking screaming and that's like, that's on COVID. <laughs> Last summer, 2019, my best friend, boyfriend and I had a threesome. We're all on vacation together in a big house in South Carolina with friends. The three of us had joked about it vaguely for the previous six months leading up to it and there had been a few instances that almost happened. Anyway, drinks were flowing. We started all this talk about it at the bar, but low key because we were out with a group of friends and the sexual tension was in the air. We all got back from the bar with the group and waited for everyone else to go to bed. My boyfriend and I went to our room and she came in once I was in bed. It was the best sexual experience of my life and I would do it again, except she has a boyfriend now. So there was about a 0.00001% chance she would be down. My boyfriend and I have not had a threesome since, and I don't think I would do it with anyone else besides her. And no, things weren't weird between us at all. With love, everyone's a little gay. I've said it before. I will always say it. I totally agree. I do. I do not think that there is any ounce of someone that is just like straighty, straight, straight. I believe we're all on the spectrum, hundred percent. And that does not take away from those who actually um, define themselves as homosexuals, girl, girl or boy. Do your do your thing. I'm not taking away from your love at all. But I do think that um, for anyone to be like homophobic at all, it's like baby, check yourself. Okay. I was dating a guy for two months, got pregnant and he told me he was married and I begged and begged me to get an abortion. His wife was on deployment. So him and I, and him and I are also active military duty, military. Sorry. I did because I would already have a kid and I'm single mom. My marriage ended due to domestic violence reasons eight months before I met this guy. 
Flash forward four months later, his wife came home and he told her she beat him with a hammer and he's still with her yet calls and texts me all the time that he wants to come visit. All this happened like seven months ago and he's just waiting for her to divorce him so he can be with me. So he says he claims he won't leave her now because she will take the kid away and she's threatened to kill him. Question mark. Sincerely, am I crazy or is he? Okay. The fact that this person got beat with a fucking hammer already got me fucked up. So I feel like it's kind of him. Drink time. Everyone take a sip. Take your water. Drink your fucking water today. Put on your goddamn SPF. Mm -mm. All right, we got a few more. All right, a few more. Let's go. About six months ago, this guy I've known for like 15 years added me on Snapchat. Back in high school, at one time, we briefly talked and flirted, but nothing more ever evolved from it. He's currently married to the girl he's been with for eight years now and has two kids. He never sent me any snaps that would be a red flag until weeks ago. He's out for a bachelor party and he starts snapping me. Remember that one time you sent me a nude? I'm like, what? No, I don't recall this at all. He's like, bet. If I prove it to you, you have to send me a new nude. Deal? I thought he was just messing around with me because I don't really remember sending him a nude. But sure enough, he sent me one of myself like 10 years ago back in high school. Oh, okay. So you're going to get that. I'm like, what the fuck? He continued on Snapchat how I owed him and switched over to text message. He finally stopped trying and said, you don't need to see. Maybe you're, maybe when you're divorced one day. Okay. I think I'm still shocked. He kept my nude for over 10 years. Do guys, all guys do this written in from the girl who has even better nudes now that he won't ever see hashtag fake titty gang. Okay. Honest question. And I will put this poll on Instagram do you like, do guys keep nudes? Is that a fucking thing? Like that's disgusting. How, like, where do you even store that? The fucking cloud? You put that on your Google drive. Like, why do you still have that photo? Like, I know you got a new phone. Ew. That's, that's literally fucked up. I would, damn dude, I would take him to the fucking cops and put him for porn distribution or some shit. All right. Two more. Okay, I'm a very sexual person, but this was so unlike anything I would normally do. I was going through a divorce and was fucking a manager at work in the conference room and the maternity lounge. It had never been used. The security guard almost caught me sucking his dick on multiple occasions. I went to his place once and it got really weird quick. His apartment gave me America's Psycho vibes. Oh, that's scary. And when we started to have sex, he put me into strange, strange positions. I'm down with kinky or rough sex, but I felt so uncomfortable. I never texted him after that. And when he can, and when he continued to confront me, I told him we should stay professional. And he somehow managed to twist that around into he was ending us. He got even creepier after that, but left the department and still stalks me on social media. I've even run into him in public. It doesn't feel like a coincidence. My ex never found out and it was so nice to have meaningless sex, but never again, man. So awkward and the dick is not worth getting fired over. Sincerely get frisky off the clock. Man, do you, do you keep work and stuff like that private? You know what I mean? Like, I think like the fun of fucking a manager, fucking your coworker can be like high sexual tension to where it's fun. But I, man, I feel like that never ends good. Okay. Last one. Second date with this guy I met on Bumble and he wanted me to come to his apartment. I went probably against my better judgment and we were going to do like a board game night because, you know, COVID and all. Well, long story short, we ended up fucking on and off for six hours. 
He works night shifts, so he's used to being up all night. When it hit 6 a.m., I was so ready to sleep, but I realized the next day that I had asked him if he was into guys. Wait, hold on. But I realized, like, the next day that I had asked him if he was into guys and also if he kept any guns in his room. He's a former cop and now works work security. I have no idea still why I would ever ask if he was into guys. In the middle of the freaking night, it was a wild time, but hey, we're still talking. Sincerely, six hours of sex is too long for me. What one to end on? Because even I was scratching my head of like, why are you asking him if he's into guys? But now it makes sense that even you're like, why the fuck would I say that? Girl, you were way too, you were dick tired. Good dick tired. (laughs) All right, guys, tell me a secret. God damn it. Please tell me some new fucking secrets, guys. I'm rolling through these old ones. um, And so I'm kind of going I'm getting all these like old ones off that I've had because I've had so many submissions. So we need some good new ones, guys. So click the link in the show notes. Make sure you submit your secret. Again, it doesn't have to be super wild. It can just be something you never told anyone. And that's the fun part. So anyways, happy Sunday to you guys. You rock. Make sure that you check the show notes for more fun. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, drop a little comment. You know, hey, I I love listening to Des on Sundays. Um, She's the dopest. Um, You can also say like Barstool. Why aren't you picking up brunch with Desby? Like she needs to be paid. Um, (laughs) Stuff like that. I wish I could get ads for this podcast. I really do. Like, but I'll just keep putting out content and paying for my editor, but hey, I couldn't edit this shit myself for reals. So anyways, hope you guys have a great Sunday. Let me know what's new with you. Make sure you follow Brunch with Des B. Hit me with a DM. Give me some good news so I can repost down the story, um, and we'll catch you guys next Sunday.